Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The flowers are blooming. What is it that smells? The sun is shining. It's so damn hot. And Big John is in studio. Don't go Mariners. They suck and I hate them. Which can only mean one thing. It's opening day, baby! This is the 2019 opening day edition of the Hot Corner. Oh, baby! The season has begun. <laughs> That's unbelievable. As the players dig into the dirt, Patrick and Mike settle into their seats for another MLB season. You gotta give us a shot. You know what? You gotta give us a shot. Okay? You get your shot. You have your shot right there. In the situation. Oh, why do you not? know the situation, Kelly? Why do we get shot down Because that doesn't, that makes it, that makes it. With special guest Big John Sikanik. It's over. Season's over. I'm. I hate baseball. I hate the Mariners. I hate sports. And I'm done watching them for this year. I will see you in February when pitchers and catchers report. Maybe. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch, the 2019 Opening Day Edition on 1080. All right, go Mariners. The fan. That is fabulous. That was a great open. That I like is the absolutely fabulous. The little details in that, the like stopping the music when John was raging and then bringing it back up. I like that. That is well done, Fisher. Well, it, it also, and it's classic uh, Nelly. That's my quarterback. It also reminded me of that uh, epic mic'd up rant from I forget who the manager was. That was, was. Uh, Terry Collins, wasn't it? Yeah, that's Terry Collins. Yes. You got to give us a shot, Tommy. He was the Mets manager at the time. Which they need to do that more. I mean, have it on a delay, obviously, to, you know. Yeah, I want all managers mic'd up at all times. Are you kidding me? That'd be amazing. Oh, that was excellent, Joe. Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can check that out. It is not the the 2019 (laughs) opening day edition. It is the 2021 spring training edition. John Sikanik is not in the house with us, but he will be soon. If you're missing the first hour, you can check that out. The Les Schwab Tires podcast at TennyTheFanRadio.com wherever else you get your podcasts. Also, speaking of that, Beers on Us drops tomorrow at 4 p.m., uh, also, wherever you get your podcasts, including 1080 The Fan and Radio.com. 503-250-1080 lets you hang out with us uh, for the day. I got to say, I've been doing a little, uh, a little pre-reading here on the NL Central. Boy, this division sucks. I know. I was kind of thinking to myself, like, I remember when Nolan Arenado got traded to the Cardinals. I looked at it, and they had the Cardinals winning the division with 79 wins. Yeah. And I was like, that's impossible. No way a baseball team is going to win the division under 500. Like, no stinking way. And then you looked at the team. And then I looked at the teams, including the Cardinals, and, boy, this division is going to be rough. It really is. There's, It's amazing because you have the Cardinals, Cubs, and Brewers – Fighting it out for what the last four or five years at this sure, point, yeah, yeah, all being legit teams, all being high eighty, low ninety win teams. Mm-hmm. Last year you had the Reds kind of make a make a run, and you had a really good Reds team. And we've been talking about the Reds who've been building it. They got a lot of young guys coming through. They had a really solid pitching staff the last few years. And uh, we're gonna ignore the Pirates because well, they suck. And well, the Pirates are trying to ignore us as well. So it's true. mutual. And their fans and all the players in their team. <laughs> um, this division is garbage yeah it, it it it's not pretty and it's because all of these teams who were loaded with so much talent have 
like split half of it away to other teams or not resign them or done trades or whatever, or they've had injury issues, of course. I'm I mean, so the Cardinals are the favorite, right? I mean, I would hope so. You have Arenado and Goldschmidt in the middle of that lineup. I mean, please, please let me watch the Cardinals hit. Yeah, you got Arenado and you got Goldschmidt. And obviously, the, that's the cornerstone. They they speaking of cornerstones, they do play the corners. Uh, Paul DeYoung, you know, is is you know people are really in, I I enjoy watching him play. I think he's great. You get Yachty back on another deal. I mean, this is the team that I know the most players. I think the strength. Actually, I don't even know if that's true. The strength of the Cardinals is their bullpen. It's yes. really good. Yes, they're back for. If you look at roster resource, they have four closers. There's the, they have Jordan Hicks, Andrew Miller, Giovanni Gallegos, who the Yankees traded for uh, Luke Voigt back in the day, and Alex Reyes, who turned into the closer last year after Jordan Hicks got hurt. And, Carlos, really Mar- and Carlos Martinez spent some time as the closer coming back from injury as well. So they're making him a starter. Right, right, right. But you've got another experienced, you know, if you're in the playoffs, if you bring Carlos Martinez out of the bullpen, he knows what he's doing. He's been there before sort of thing. The interesting, um, the interesting thing with the Cardinals, though, is their their pitching staff last year or last year's hard to say. Two years ago, their pitching staff was phenomenal. I thought and young with young and loaded with like high ceiling kind of guys, and without losing anybody, it's not that great. Mikolas is hurt. Should be should be should be back sometime this season. But Dakota Hudson had Tommy John surgery, so it's Jack Flaherty and a bunch of who knows. Yeah, if you look Wayno's at, old. I mean, he's great to have on the staff, but he's older. You know, Martinez is going to start again. You've got the Korean guy they brought in last year, uh, who I thought they were going to put in the bullpen, but I guess is starting now. If you look, the nice thing about roster resource that's new is they have the projections. Probably the fan graphs projections because now they're on mm-hmm. fan graphs. The projections for all starters two through five is an over four ERA for all of them. That's not including good. Flaherty. No, no, two through five. Oh, sorry. Flaherty is a three four seven projection, which is still not great. But that, that seems high. I love Jack. Uh, you know, I love Jack. Their their projections for Goldschmidt a two sixty two average. Arenado two seventy seven. Interesting, right? I, I just this team has stars. Yeah. But the rest of it is a huge question mark. Well, let me counter you with this though, because I can count I can tell you another team that has stars that is even more garbage, in my opinion. I'm gonna go ahead and assume it's the Chicago Cubs. Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, Wilson Contreras, Jock Peterson, Javi Baez, Jason Hayward, Kyle Hendricks, Jake Arietta. Craig Kimbrell. I just named nine guys that any average following baseball fan would know all those guys, and this team is going to win 68 to 70 games. And that's because their starting rotation is really bad, and I know, their bullpen is even worse. I know and have had four guys in their starting rotation on my fantasy team in the last five, six years. I know all these guys. This team is trash. This team is absolute garbage, and I know more of their team than I would say a majority of most teams in baseball. What's crazy, too, is that it's it, on paper is not garbage. Like, you're right. It's a lot of star power, but Anthony Rizzo's going to be 32 in a couple of months. Chris Bryant was not the same player that he was early in his career the last two years. Wilson Contreras is good, not great. Javi Baez is the best player on their team, probably. If he stops swinging at the everything. Uh, yeah, at the everything, yes. 
Uh, Jock Peterson swings at the everything. Yeah. And, you know, you got Jason Hayward, who had a bounce back year last year, but he's no longer the same player either. This team's going to strike out like 2,000 times. The all the time. The all the time. The best player on the best offensive player on this team might be Ian Happ. Potentially, I suppose. Although he's super inconsistent, too. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Are we are we picking the Cardinals to win the division still? You know, when I look around... I feel like it's going to be kind of even, actually. You know, looking around, you know, I know a couple years ago we were really high on Cincinnati and what they're doing, you know, and they even had, you know, they even had... There's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. You know, they even have that guy who had an MVP season last year, and and Votto is clearly not the guy he used to be. He's 37. He's going to be 38 this year. But they had a lot of kids that were coming up, but I think this team is going to take a step back. And... Part of it is not having Trevor Bauer, but a lot of it is just they haven't done anything to really bolster this team. They brought in Wade Miley, I guess. Milwaukee Milwaukee is a shell of their NLCS team three years ago, two years ago. You know, they bring in Colton Wong that they got. That's a good pickup for them. But outside of Christian Yelich, who had a bad season last year, this team's I mean, not very got, good. You've got the potential of Kesson Hira, but he swings at the everything. They signed Jackie Bradley Jr., but don't care. And you know they've got a couple of decent starters, but they think, but they still have the same issues they've always had. They have no bona fide starters. Well, I, I I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think their top two guys could potentially be really really good, but you have to see it to believe it. Right. right. Woodruff and uh, Corbin Burns is the second guy. They have a lot of potential, but I you mean got, you got to see it to believe it. It's and that's that's the top three teams. And you mentioned Cincinnati, who lost Trevor Bauer. Because of that, it's like only Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo. Both those guys are huge question marks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be like 81, 79, 77, and 76 wins for the top four teams. And they're all going to struggle against the rest of the league. And they'll all go 500 against each other because none of them are better. And that might make for a fun competitive playoff race, but is that really that fun if they're crappy teams? I actually think the Cardinals are going to get closer to win 90 games this season because I think they're going to beat up on the Central and they're going to walk into the playoffs and get dominated if Jack Flaherty's not on the mound. Certainly possible. Is what I think will happen. People will say, oh, they won 93 games. Oh, can they give the Braves a good series? Can they give the Padres good? No, they'll get smacked around. I'm with you. I'm probably going to go with uh, the Cardinals to win this division. But let's have a little bit of fun before we get out of here. Okay. How many people can you name on the Pittsburgh Pirates? Oh, we did this, didn't we? I, and I don't remember any of them. Exactly. So it's Isn't fun to Polanco do it again. still there? Polanco is currently slated to be the fifth hitter in right field. Gregory Polanco. Uh, don't they have some guy named Cabrian something? Cub Brian. Ooh, they do. Cabrian Hayes. I think he's their top prospect. Plays third base, drafted first round, 32nd overall in 2015. Um, he is the seventh overall prospect rating in 21. This is cheating because they played the Yankees today and I saw the highlight, but Tyler Anderson's one of their starters. Tyler Anderson is their third starter. Uh, a former Rocky who was a starter for me on MLB The Show. Free agent <laughs> signed today. Or signed th- this season in February from the Giants. Yes, drafted by Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, Their rotation is Stephen Brault. Do they still have Frazier, Adam Frazier? 
he's batting leadoff second base. They also got another Frazier, non-roster invite. Todd? It is Todd. Todd? Todd. Todd, <laughs> Todd Frazier? Todd. From Tom's River, New Jersey? Todd. <laughs> Who stood next to Derek Jeter in, in the Little League World Series? Todd. They've got a guy playing the outfield named Dustin Fowler, who I'm just going to pretend is Dexter Fowler to make me feel better about this Former team. Former Yankee. I know him. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Originally drafted by the Yankees. In yep, they traded him to the A's for Sonny Gray. Steven Brault, Chad Cool, Tyler Anderson, Mitch Keller, and JT Brubaker. That is your starting rotation. And for you Whee! fantasy nuts out there, Richard Rodriguez. Oh, he's pretty good. He's their closer, yeah? Uh, he will be their closer, yes. Free agent signed from Baltimore in 2017. I think he's good. He is 31. He's projected to have 24 saves. Uh, they do have Felipe Vasquez. How many wins are they going to have? 25? No, I mean. Oh, Vasquez, yeah. You got to have 50 wins, right? Like, not even the worst teams have less than 50 wins. Oh, they have Brian Reynolds. I remember him. Brian Reynolds? He's their he's their left fielder. I remember him because he was considered a good prospect as well. I mean, he's batting cleanup. <laughs> Hey, so basically this is the team of their prospects that I've sort of maybe heard of. This team sucks. Oh, yeah. It this is it is sucks. easily the worst team in baseball. All right, when we come back, we'll slide over to the National League West and finish up the National League, and we'll get out of that. Don't forget, Fair or Foul is coming up in 15 minutes at well as well. This is the hot corner. Mike Lynch, Joe Fish behind the glass. I'm Patrick Harris, 1080 The Fin. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's 819 here. We are live from the poop-filled Willamette as we are every single Wednesday. We'll be back next week, wrap up some uh, predictions, some previews, and look at that stuff. And then in a couple weeks, we'll have Big John on to do our normal regular season opening day blowout. We haven't done any American League yet, have we? No, we have not. I've kind of left that to be done later. So we can get Mariners in with So we can do Mariner with Jonathan. Yeah, we'll do Mariners with Johnny. And mostly because the American League to me is a giant question of who done it. I don't know what that means. Uh, it means I have no idea what's gonna happen. Mm, okay. But you do have an idea on the National League? Yeah, I do. We just talked about a division that makes no sense and is really bad. Right, but now we're gonna talk about the National League West. Ah. The division with the two best teams? Yeah. Well, two of the three best teams. Two of the three best teams, you think? Atlanta. Atlanta. I do like Atlanta, and I'm pulling for Atlanta. I want you to win so bad. Unfortunately, there's this team in Los Angeles. <laughs> Who wants to win really bad and doesn't care about any sort of luxury Who tax. are more loaded than me on a Thursday night during college basketball season in Pullman, <laughs> Washington, with Clay Thompson shooting the trays. Um Mookie Betts, Corey Seager, Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, Will Smith, Max Muncy, A.J. Pollock, Chris Taylor. That's the starting lineup. Stop. A.J. Pollock is your seven hitter. Stop me until stop me when you hear names you've never heard of. Austin Barnes, Gavin Lux. The next guy, I don't know. That yeah, wasn't, as, Beattie, that wasn't as cool as I, as, as I thought it was going to be. I don't really know Edwin Rios. Uh, either, but, but here's their pitching staff. Clayton Kershaw, Trevor Bauer, Walker Bueller, Julio Urias, David Price, and I'm going to keep going into the bullpen. Kenley Jansen, Blake Trinan, uh, uh, Gratterall, 
Victor Gonzalez. Haven't heard of that guy. Corey Nebel. Dustin May. Tony Gonsolin. Scott Alexander. I know him. Scott Alexander. Joe Kelly. Hurt. Tommy Canely. They got Tommy Canely. He's having Tommy John. Well, yeah. Or he had Tommy John in, in August. August. I know. So he'll be back for the playoffs. Ready to go, baby. Fresh I'm sad arm. about that because he was apparently one of the glue guys in the Yankees bullpen, and I'm upset they didn't re-sign him. But I guess Tommy John will do that to you. Uh, so that's teams loaded. Boy, oh, boy. that's the mo- That might be one of the most loaded teams I've ever seen in my entire life. And I will say, I think they're going to be a ton of fun to watch, too. Sometimes you get loaded teams that you're like, oh, okay, I don't really want to watch you play because you're like – you're. You're doing this in an unfair way. Do you mean that from a pitching standpoint or from a hitting standpoint? Because this team is the same team it was last year, hitting-wise. Uh, I mean, Will Smith's going to get better. Corey Seager is obviously well, you have a full season of taking Mookie. strides. Full season you do of have Mookie a full best. season of Mookie. And I'm just talking both. I think I think this team is going to be a blasty blast to watch. Um, I don't normally watch a ton of Dodgers baseball because uh, – I usually get off here at seven and then I go home and I'm making dinner and I'll maybe throw a game on usually the Mariners. So I don't watch a ton of Dodgers. I think I'm going to make a point to watch more Dodgers this year just because of this, the way this team is like, I know they're good and I watch them when they're on, you know, Sunday night baseball or whatever, but they're so fun. Roster resource has their best pitcher as their third starter. Yeah. I I feel like Bueller should probably be their number one. No, they'll, they'll give it to Kershaw just in principle only, but if the playoffs come around, I mean, we saw it last year. Playoffs come around, and Walker Bueller is the number one. True that. But, you know, you can give Kershaw a little bit of love being the, you know, the longtime Dodger great. Where does Kershaw stack? Is Kershaw the second greatest Dodger of all time? Is that what it is? Does it go Koufax, Kershaw? Probably. Ooh, ooh. Does it go Jackie, Koufax, Kershaw? Or does it go Koufax, Jackie, Kershaw? Ooh. I forgot Robinson. That's really tough. How I forgot that is beyond my imagination. Well, Brooklyn Dodgers. Um, hmm. I probably would put Jackie one. Yeah. I might put Kershaw over Koufax. Really? I might. Did Koufax win a World Series? Uh, Yeah, dude. Two of them. Two of them? You're better than than I am. Um, That's what I ask you. Who played center when they were in Brooklyn? Is that Duke Snyder? Is he the center field of the Brooklyn Dodgers? Maybe. Yeah, you because yeah, because the Yanks are Mickey, Mays is in Mays is the Giants, and the Dodgers are Duke Snyder. He's in the top five greatest Dodger of all time. Anyway, this team is absolutely loaded. David Price said, "I'll do whatever you want." That's what I would say if I was the fifth starter, who's <laughs> old and kind of burned out, but and can't pitch in the playoffs. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Yeah, um, neither could Clayton Kershaw, and then he pitched well last year. Justin Turner, the most service time of anyone in the batting lineup. Yep. Number two is A.J. Pollock. The rest <laughs> of the guys are like six and under. Mookie Betts is number three. Yep. <laughs> okay, that team's loaded. Let's move along. Move I, along I went here. over to the Padres. Yeah. Boy, that team is loaded, Boy, too. this team is loaded, too. This is the team that I am going to watch, and not just because it's like the cool, trendy thing to like be on this Padres wagon. We've kind of seen this coming a little bit. They're very fun. But this is the fun team. Also, just as a quick note before you go through it, I said for the Cardinals, starters two through five, all over four ERA. For the Padres, starters one through five, under four ERA. Yeah, All sexy. of them. All yeah, of them. Super sexy. Uh, I love this pitching staff. I actually love the Padres pitching staff as a whole, bullpen included, over the Dodgers. Uh, I think the Dodgers have the best starter of all of them in Walker Bueller. 
I think the Dodgers have uh, the best two starters. Yeah, I think the Dodgers might have the second best as well in Trevor Bauer. And honestly, maybe the third best. Uh, I might take you, Darvish, at number three. I think you. I think you's got some nasty stuff, and I think he's in a place where he's excited to be. You have three new starters at the top of this staff. I think you, Darvish, is going to have an amazing year. You got Darvish, Snell, and Joe Musgrove from Pittsburgh, who for all you fantasy kids out there has yet to fully realized his potential, but has been labeled as a very high potential guy for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. He was stuck in Pittsburgh, so you know that could be part of it. And then they got Lamette and Paddock, who were like their one two last year and now relegated to four and Chris five. Chris Paddock was their number one last year and he's the fifth this year. I don't think Lamette is better. I don't particularly think their bullpen is that great, but they did better than it remember last year their bullpen was garbage. Yeah, they, sh- they bring in Melanson. They bring in uh, Kella from and, Texas. And they let go of Kirby Yates because he was going to cost too much money. I guess Kella was Pittsburgh. Um, and don't forget, don't forget, although he's out for the entire season, Mike Clevenger is also on this team. Yeah, he's around. I've heard of that guy. So you're going to have Darvish, Snell, Musgrove, Clevenger, and one of Lamette or Paddock next year. <laughs> How about that? How about that? Excuse me. For some reason, the yawn hit me and just kind of took me over. But yeah, you got Tatis, you got Machado, you got Hosmer, you got Tommy Pham. Uh, I'm really high on Trent Grisham. Um, He is not going to be a guy that's going to wow you in the stat box per se. Um, But I really love him at the top of the lineup playing center field. I think he plays really solid defense. And he is such an energy guy. I know that's wild to say when you're talking about energy guys on San Diego and you're not talking Tatis or Machado. Uh, but Trent Grisham is a huge engine on this team, and if he can have an above-average year for himself, that offense is going to be super scary. It's not as good as the Dodgers' offense, but it is, it, it's got guys. I think here's the thing. I The Padres are doing everything they can to, to stick with the Dodgers, right? The Dodgers have more money. The Dodgers don't care about the luxury tax. Drafted better, too. They drafted better. They have the second best player in baseball, Mookie Betts. You're not going to catch the Dodgers. But what the Padres did this offseason is they're going to be competitive. They're going to be competitive, and if someone knocks off the Dodgers, the Padres are going to be licking their chops. Those 19 games they're going to have against them this year, it's going to be like 10, 10 to 9, probably, or like 11 to 8, right? Mm-hmm. Probably the Dodgers winning it, but, you know, it doesn't matter. It's going to be close. I think the Dodgers are going to wipe the floor with literally everybody else. I think their projected win total is like what 108 or something. Should, yeah, literally I mean, incredible. Should insane. be. They might. They might win 115 games. Um, Padres are not going to be that level. They'll be a no. wild card team, which sucks. But they'll uh, win 95 plus games. 90, 90 what, to 98, something like that. What's going to be beneficial to both of them is that the rest of the division is not good. The rest of the division is not great. I'm you looking have at two of the three worst teams in baseball in the Diamondbacks and the Rockies in the division. Yeah, basically. I'm, I'm looking at Arizona right now. Um, this team might not be uber terrible, but they're definitely not going to be great. When I look at their bullpen and their two best relievers are uh, Joachim Soria and Tyler Clippard, I get real cringy mm-hmm. on that. And their best starter is a guy who is young, Zach Gallen. And they got Bumgarner. Yeah, and Luke Weaver could be good if he could pull it together. Yeah, I think he's done. Rockies are complete trash. Um, their lineup can will we'll score some runs because well, it's Colorado, and you've got Blackman in there and Story. But yeah, God. generally, I don't I don't like their team at all. Watching the Rockies, the Rockies are going to be something to watch all year to see if Trevor Story, Charlie Blackman, I mean, hell, Ryan McMahon get traded. You yep. know, I mean that. That's all possible, or, or Marquez gets story, traded. Story Kyle Freeland, be, uh, I can free. see 
I can see Kyle Freeland getting traded. Story's going to be a free agent at the end of this year. Yeah, Daniel Bard's our closer. He's solid. Uh, this team is bad. This team is really, really bad. The Giants are also interesting. I think the Giants are the third best team in the division, which is saying very little, considering I think these three, the Diamondbacks, Rockies, and Giants, are just not good. But, um, you know, they've got they've got a little bit more stability to them. Over under 15 starts for Johnny Cueto. Ah, over. Over? Yeah. Oh, nice. Look at you, the optimist. <laughs> not normally the case. Wow, man, these teams suck. They got Aaron Sanchez, former Blue suck. Jays ace. I don't care. They're really bad. They're really no wonder bad. the Dodgers' win total is so high because they're going to be playing these three teams 50 sometimes a year. Yeah. In any scenario, and in any scenario, and I don't just mean, well, you know, anything is possible. Can you see potentially say it's Ooh. a World's World Series hang- hangover or lightning in a bottle? Could you see the Padres winning this or would it heavily surprise you? It would heavily surprise me. Um, the Dodgers are a super team right now. They are the only super team in baseball right now. On the cheap, too. Uh, Outside of that rotation. It's, that not, rota- it's not on the cheap. They well, are so over the luxury taxes. Well, yeah, because of a few guys. But, like, when you look at a lot of their dudes, a lot of their dudes aren't making a ton of money. Well, that doesn't matter, though. I mean. Corey Seager's not making a lot of money. Cody Bellinger's not making a lot of money. Will Smith, Max Muncy, Chris Taylor. Those guys are making garbage. But it doesn't matter. Like, but I'm just saying, like, that offense is so loaded and their money is spent on one and a half guys. Um, I mean, Mookie kind of counts as two. I think I'm I'm taking slight offense to that because no matter what, when the Yankees were over the luxury tax, it was all, oh, look at all the money they're spending. The Dodgers are spending an insane amount of Whoa, money. Oh, don't take this out on me. They're spending an insane amount of money. I never said that. And they don't care about the luxury tax, and they're paying up the ass on the uh, – What's the term? The the increase every year. You can't say ass on the radio. It keeps it keeps stacking on top of itself. Um, they're going to win the division, and yeah, they're going to win the National League in in the regular season. Playoffs come, you never know what's going to happen. But they are by far and away the best team in baseball. Um, the only team close is the Yankees, but the Yankees are not the Dodgers. They're not. I don't even know if the Yankees are number two. Who's number two? Derek Jeter. <laughs> I mean, Shortstop. I'm, I mean, two. I'm not wrong, right? No, that is you're not wrong. Too. I don't know. I got, I got, a, I got a lot of eggs in the Angels basket. This, I'm just joking. I don't know, man. The American League is wide open, and that's that's what we'll get to next week. Uh, next week, I'll, we'll, let's probably do the American League East and the American League Central. God, you thought the NL Central wasn't fun? I think the American League Central is pretty brutal too. Um, so we'll do those two divisions next week. Save the West for Big John. Okay, we'll save the West. And God, I have no idea what to think about the American League West either. So we can do all that next week. And when we come back, we'll get into fair or foul. But first, that's my guy over there, Joseph Fisher, the third with sports. All right, without further ado, we do this every single week at 830. This is fair or foul. Without further ado, Mr. Joseph Fisher, the third. Okay, I didn't do one. No? No, I don't have. I'm kidding. <laughs> look on Mike's face. Well, like, I can sit here. I mean, we, I mean, we can I sit here and do. Look. I just looked up. We can sit here and do I fantasy. No it's a disappointed father face. I can tell. Or we we were talking little, fantasy in the break there. We can do, you know, maybe a little story time or something. I don't know. You know, I should probably bring back some story time. I'll tell you what. I'll start watching baseball by Ken Burns. I'll start doing my stuff that I do at the beginning of the season. 
And uh, I'll throw throw in some story time with Uncle Patrick every once in a while. I want to hear about Mike Matheny and the bird poop. All right. I'll learn the story. I mean, do you really want Patrick telling that story? No, I'd want Vin Scully telling the story. I'll tell you what. I will pull the audio of Vin doing it, and you can play it, and we can all go outside and uh, (laughs) shoot up some heroin and call it a day. I'm a big H fan. Anyways. More of a C fan. I mean, you do love Ron Washington. Big fan. (laughs) Big fan. Uh, All right, Patrick, earlier in the day, you mentioned uh, that it was like 3,000 days since the Twins won a playoff game. That is foul. It hasn't been 3,000 days. You're telling me the internet lied to me? No, I'm saying that you misread. Because fair or foul, it's been 4,000 days since the Twins won a playoff game. (gasps) What was that noise? I have no idea. I've never (laughs) made it in my life. That was like a moan? I just get off at weird times. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It is a strange time to be getting off. I love Tommy Glavin's junk. Yep. Who doesn't? 4,000 days? No, I couldn't have read this wrong. Joe's doing this to mess with you because you messed with him earlier by saying he was going to do fair fun. I know, he's so mad at me. I was just giving suggestions, okay? I'm going to say foul. I'm sticking to my guns. I'm going to say foul because I think Patrick was right, and I think Joe's messing with us. It is foul, but it's not 3,000 or 4,000. Fair or foul? Is it 5,000 days? What? What? Foul, it's 6,000 days. <laughs> is this price of right rules? <laughs> 6,001, Bob. 5,999. How many days has it been, Joe? Is it fair or foul? 4,000 days. It's foul. Foul. It is foul, because it's not 5,000, it is 6,000, as Mike said. 6,000 days. The last time the... 6,500 <laughs> minutes. The last time the Twins won a playoff game was in 2004, and they played the Yankees, and Johan Santana was on the mound. That's right. You did read that part of the Reddit I did post. read that part of the Reddit <laughs> post. <laughs> And ever since that game, they've lost to the Yankees <laughs> every, every time. single time. Uh, take that, Santana. Including that wild card game where they took a big lead off Luis Severino that Irvin Santana gave it right back. That's what you get for pitching a no-hitter with 11 walks. <laughs> so, yes, it uh, was 6,000 days ago. And uh, the streak will reach 6,209 days before the Twins will have a chance to snap it this year. Well, their division is terrible, so maybe they'll have a chance. It's quite possible. Quite possible. Um, also, just a little fun fact also that I saw on Reddit that uh, the AL Central is the most booziest of the all the divisions. I did see that, too. I was really proud that the Indians uh, made, like, what, fifth or sixth on that list? Fourth. Excuse me. The Spiders. The Spiders, excuse me, made the fourth, fifth, or sixth on that list. I was like, you go, guys. Yeah, White Sox. That's a lot to be drinking with only 10,000 fans in the stands. Yeah, the White Sox, uh, they drank the most. With, like, just over four beers a game. That's awesome. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah, 4.2 beers a game. The Braves were at four even. But, yeah, I think four of the top 11 teams, all AL Central teams. You realize that if Portland gets a baseball team, we shatter the record. We will destroy. Well, you never know because we're drinking craft beer. But isn't that list based on how much money they spend? No, no, it's based off of average drinks per game. They did put it in an amount. But um, looking at the dollar amount, 
I think the Nationals win that. The Nationals. But that could just Cubs. be a, that could just be expensive yeah, beer at the yeah yeah. Actually, the Angels coming in with forty nine dollars average spent on alcohol. Well, I mean, if I had to watch that team, I'd drink a lot too. Hey, they're not getting a good bang for your buck. Only two point eight beers uh, drinks per game at forty nine dollars average spent. Very expensive in Anaheim, I guess. Barf, hard I pass. I guess it is South, Southern California. Honestly, it's a California thing. I mean, Angels, Dodgers, Giants, and Athletics all in the bottom six as far as uh, drinks per game, but all of them pretty up there in price. You know, Seattle's got expensive drinks, too. But they've That's got craft true. beer. I know where to find it. I know the good spots. Really? Mm-hmm. Because I remember finding a, a stand that was craft beer only, and they were like $12. Yeah, that's a good price. Is that? Uh, yeah, when a Coors Light's 9 I guess that's true. Yeah. Fair or foul, Brewers, bottom 10 on this list. You know what? They should be. With a name like that, you, you, you're you either one or bust. You know? They don't call us Wazoo for nothing. You know, you're either one or bust. If you're the brew crew, you best be getting tatered at games. I will say fair. Bottom 10. Bottom 10. I'll say foul. Just to be different. It is foul. They're a top 10 team, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> They're number 10, yeah. Well, step it up, Milwaukee. It is time Your to team step is it named up. after the, the actual thing you're trying Your to do. Your mascot <laughs> literally gets hammered and goes down a slide like all middle-aged men's dream. All right, moving on. So there, this was pretty interesting, I thought, just reading this uh, the other day. Uh, Padres starter Blake Snell has noticed that the laces are thicker in the new baseball. I did see this. Thicker. Uh, Allowing him to dig in his fingers, nice, so he can move uh, more easily throw breaking balls. He also noticed fly balls not carrying as much as they have previously. Mm. Quote, it's definitely a different ball. End quote, fair or foul. There will be another baseball controversy this year. I'm going to go ahead and say a hard foul on that. This time, batters are going to be bitching and moaning. Um, That one would have been gone. First of all, that's probably a good thing because there were there were too many home runs the last few years. Too many guys just like barely getting launch the, angle, Mike. Getting the ball out of the park when they shouldn't have. From what I was reading, is that the changes are so minor that it's probably not going to have an adverse effect, but you will see a difference. Uh, and I think because we were told that and baseball wasn't keeping it a secret like they did two years ago for whatever reason. I think there will not be a controversy, so I will say, oh. Uh, I'm the opposite of Mike. I think this will be fair. I think this will be discussed at length over the season, and the Stephen A. Smiths of the world that don't watch baseball but for some reason feel the need to comment on it uh, will say that it is an absolute ridiculous thing for the sport. Uh, I do think this will be talked about, but I think this is a change for the better. Um, I want to see Blake Snell have better grip and throw a better breaking ball. Uh, I would like to see pitchers have a little bit more control over what's going on because when Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, who don't give up home runs, lead the leagues in home runs given up, that doesn't make sense to me, and that's not the baseball that I love. But it's also uh, Rob Manfred, and, you know, you wowed our fans, and maybe he wants to keep wowing, so who knows. But I will say fair. When I tune in, I want brothers hitting home runs. (laughs) I do love that. I don't want to say one nothing. That's preposterous. <laughs> All right, and on to no our last one. Stopalo. I agree. I don't even speak Italian, and I agree. 
Is that Italian that he's speaking there? Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, is it? I just figured it might be uh, Giancarlo's native language. Or maybe he's speaking. Mo- uh, make, maybe he's. What? His native language isn't like Spanish? He, is he's it? like from Miami. Oh, oh, I thought he might have been from the islands. I wasn't sure. Does he speak Cuban? The home run stroker. Getting higgy with it. Joe was joking, everybody, <laughs> in case you were unaware. No, he speaks uh, Rob Manfred post-World Series. It's a bittersweet night for us. Um, we're glad to be done. Um, I do think it's a great accomplishment for I forget that he says we're glad to, to be done. Like, oh, God, I hate this sport that I run. I'm, I'm older than Giancarlo Stanton. Are you? By, like, five months. LeBron he James born is in, six months older than me. He was born in L.A. All right, on to our last one real quick. His name used to be Mike. He is Puerto Rican and Irish descent. Ooh, Puerto Rican. Good mix. Oh, and African-American. I don't know why I got excited. I was like, ooh, Puerto Rican. <laughs> what does that mean? All right, uh, moving on to our last one, Shohei Otani. He uh, hit an absolute bomb. Yeah. Likes to hit dingers. Crushed Which, it over the center field wall. Chicks We've the long ball. a lot of over-the-batter's eye home runs. Which is making me think the baseball has not changed quite so much. <laughs> I think we've seen three of them already. That also, but he was throwing some absolute filth the other day as well. So, fair or foul, the Angels need to make him pitch and bat as long as possible. I've been on the basically just make him a batter and call it and be done with it. Just have him do one thing. And after seeing both of those highlights, and especially the pitching the other day, I'm starting to lean uh, trying to stretch this thing out as long as possible. Oh, I, I, I think it's fair. I mean, he is a good hitter, and pre-injury was a very good pitcher. So, look, you've got the rarest of the rare on your team. You've got a guy who can do both. So I would say make every single decision possible to keep him in both lanes as long as one or the other is not suffering because of it. He's he's good at both. He's a good hitter. He's a he's a better pitcher than hitter, but he's good enough at hitting that I would keep doing both for sure. I, I'm i with you, Joe, that I'm kind of like pick one and focus on it because I don't know how sustainable the other half is. But, boy, have you seen the Angels starting rotation? He's the best guy they got. Whoa, so, whoa, whoa. Got well, Dylan, oh, sorry, they got Dylan your boy, Bundy. Dylan Bundy. Sorry, out like... Normally, I'd be with you and say focus on one or the other just because of longevity and consistency and sustainability. But if you're the Angels, you don't have a choice. Like, you have to play him. You have to pitch him. You have to hit him. They also have Jose Quintana. So I will say fair. Jose who? Quintana. Kazuntai. Um, I I definitely think they should pitch him because they need to. So I'll say fair. All right. There you go. Also, I have another Jose Iglesias. Former uh, Oriole who made a disgusting double play the other day as yeah, well. Yeah, he's good with the glove. Yeah. He's good with the glove. One of my favorites, I will say. I was ha- glad that the Orioles signed him, and now he's already gone. So That's how I like my shortstops. No glove, no love. Angelton Simmons, your favorite? Uh, no, it's still sticking with Frankie Lindor. Still sticking with Mr. Smile. <laughs> Soon to be a New York Mets fan. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. If you find out that Terry Francona was... Uh... Hiding Mickey Calloway, then uh... when we come back, we'll discuss that. This is the hot corner, 1080 the fan. This is the hot corner with Harris 
854, shout out to all the bartenders still working out there during this COVID fiasco. Shout out to you men, women, and theys out there. We appreciate the hard work you're doing, and I can't wait to sit at your bar and have you pull me some drinks. Mm. Can't wait to bring close bring. people. And my names ain't con. We're getting close, people. My ten down. We're getting close, so let's <clears throat> open back up right now. <laughs> no, all you gotta do is wait. It's like two months, man. <laughs> Not like, even two months at this I point. I know yeah. we've waited a year and have made all these sacrifices. Well, let's just open it up early. It's all right, man. You know what's going to happen? <laughs> We're going to be fine. <clears throat> you know what's going to happen? We're frontline workers, Joe. We're going to be good. You know what's going to happen is there's going to be another shutdown in like a year and a half. Mid-April, baby. There's going to be another shutdown in like a year and a half. And all those people that are going to the Rangers game in a month are going to be like, see, told you they opened up too early. God, idiots. That's what's going to happen. You know it. They're going to be all mad. Did you just say there's going to be a shutdown in a year and a half? Yeah, I think so. And the Rangers people are going to be mad? Yeah, yeah. They're going to be like, see, we opened up too early. Told you. I don't understand where you're going with this. I'm very lost. That they'll they'll switch, you know? They, like, want to go out now, and then when something bad happens, they're going to say, well, yeah, I told you that was going to happen. Oh, okay. We're just going to try to... Never have blame on themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why is there going to be a shutdown in a year and a half? Oh, I don't know if we want to get into that. You're talking about like baseball shutdown? No, I'm talking about the world shutting down. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, because these things aren't going away, man. Okay. I just don't know where you're going. Plus, with the five G in everybody's bodies and all that (laughs) stuff, all those those microchips, all those microchips, man. We're going another hour, baby, talking about this stuff. Yeah. Please no. Stay I don't tuned. know what Patrick's. I don't honestly. I mean, he's gonna tell me. I'm gonna be like, oh, duh. But like, no, I, there's nothing. It's just my opinion, man. There's gonna be variants are gonna pop up, and things are gonna get real bad in about a year and a half after we think everything's hunky dory and open back up and go do all the same s we used to do. And then all of a sudden, people are gonna start dying again. And then it's like, oh god, we got to do this again. No, nah, I don't want to do that. Well, then uh, wear your mask and get vaccinated. Well, yeah, I'm. I'm going to. Well, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the collective you. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't want the government tracking me. They're putting chips in me, bro. By the way, did you see this sweet video on my TikTok? (laughs) It's right here on my phone, bro. What's this location access? Well, yeah, you have to use it so you can use the app, man. My phone never leaves my side. Damn, government's tracking us, bro. (laughs) Martha Washington was a rad lady. She believed in aliens and everything. No days of confused fans? Nobody? Laura Bush killed a guy. Laura Bush did kill a guy and sold cocaine to her boyfriend. I didn't know the second part. Yeah, she sold cocaine to her boyfriend. That's how he met her, and then he became the president. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Rags yeah. to riches. Yeah, he met he met he met his girl, uh he met his girl in, in college. You know, that's they're college sweethearts. Gotcha, gotcha. Because she had the good stuff, the Ron Washington juice. <laughs> that the fish <laughs> that fish scale. <laughs> Smells good in here. All right, that'll do it for us. We'll be back next week. My we'll ears preview. Just <laughs> Mine too. It's the headphones in the ears. <laughs> we'll be back next week. We'll preview the American League East. Mike's home. We'll preview the, the American League Central, which Your is my home. home. The East is also Joseph's home. So we'll give a little love to the Orioles as we check out what's going on in those ways. And Adley, big, Adley, and big, Adley, and Big John will be here in a couple weeks. So make sure to stay tuned to that. And uh, outside of that, yeah, go do something I would do.